0: It's a delicious donut. It's a great donut. Um, yeah, we're back. Oh, are we live? Yeah, we're live. And uh,
1: Here I was talking about donuts. Shotgun. Really, there's no better thing to start talking about. I mean, we've talked about a lot of good things to start off our episodes, but maple bacon donuts are really up there.
0: Oh, man. What the... T- how about that timing? <laughs> Not like I got my heart racing. I look up. <laughs> there's suddenly a train here. Yeah, tra- so we are in Del Mar Beach overlooking
1: the ocean on like a porch and... Before the beach, there's like some train tracks. And actually, fun fact about these train tracks people have died here because for some reason these trains are really quiet.
0: That was very quiet. Yeah, they
1: come around the bend and they don't like have like a a normal whatever horn horn or bell or whatever they usually use. So uh, people taking pictures on the tracks have gotten hit before because it's so quiet. Yeah, you just see and people walking like, across now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're really quick trains. So for some reason, they just haven't added noise to them. So people have died I mean, on these tracks. Way really
0: set the tone of the podcast really dark. <laughs> <laughs> right, You're starting off strong. I mean,
1: but the reason I mention this, Robert, is because you are like the person I imagine to be on a track and not realize a train is coming and getting hit by it. If there was a way you would die, it would be by train on a track because you didn't see it coming. Thank you? <laughs> You're just very absorbed in the, in the moment. And the the that, surroundings don't matter.
0: That's true. I'd be like just gazing off into the ocean here. <laughs> exactly. Just, just getting gosh, clobbered so by a train. <laughs> Blindsided. I uh, mean, but I could
1: also see you just getting clipped, like going to the ground and just bouncing around. Oh, hey, guys. Yeah, I'm okay. Oh, no worries. Still a big smile like and puppy dog face. I'm okay, guys. Don't worry. I got hit by a train, but I'm fine. Just
0: dust it off. Oh. So it's good to be back. Uh, it's, it's been a minute. Be back.
1: It's it's been too long. We were uh, just saying
0: that, like we can't do this to the people. Yeah,
1: it's been what, like forty days, almost a month and a half since Savannah. Uh the people need us. One. Yes. Two, I think we need each other more than anything. We both just sink down to yeah. our lower selves. We're not we're our not better selves when we yeah. We really bring each other up. So it, it's not gonna happen again, guys. We're sorry.
0: Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Um, yeah, so there's been a lot going on, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I th- we got a.
1: I, I think we got a lot of material. We're probably not going to cover it all today. Going to keep it to like a, I think our ideal time is probably a forty forty-five minute episode, which we're going to shoot for here. And we'll get back to you with another episode with less of a break this time, with more news and more things to talk about.
0: Maybe we just record every day this week. Something. How fun would that Oof. be? A whole week. I'm down. Because there's a lot to cover. I feel like and really we're is. not we're not going to get to it, especially if we keep talking about people getting <laughs> clipped by trains, <laughs> staring off into the ocean. So to get into it, there's been some there's been some interesting stuff developing in the pickleball world.
1: Yeah, so we're starting off with news, news and events in pickleball. I mean, I didn't do my pro intro this time, but you guys didn't miss it, I'm sure. I
0: missed the jingle. <laughs> hit, hit us. <laughs> da 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 da. <laughs> Freestyle boys, Ben Johns, Rob
1: Nunnery! <laughs> it's a late intro, but here we go. <laughs> God, I'm here for that. I don't know why it cracks you up every time so much. It's because, not that because, funny,
0: but you get your whole body into it. Like <laughs> I am. I'm kind of swaying with my little tune. <laughs> well, pickleball betting. Oh, that's big. What are your thoughts? We haven't. Each, we actually we haven't know, even talked is, about any of this. This is cold takes.
1: Uh, in terms of like, we haven't gotten our takes with each other before makes talking about of, this.
0: Makes me think of deli meat, cold, t- like, I <laughs> cold, think cold cuts. Like Get some cold cuts. Get some cold <laughs> cuts. <laughs> So, uh, so what do you think? Pickleball well, betting?
1: Yeah. So I think betting overall lends, you know, more credibility to the sport, which is always good. And I think a lot of people have talked about it coming soon and it making a difference for TV exposure and all that stuff. My biggest problem with it is, is twofold. One, one of the biggest things with, with any sport where there's betting is match fixing or, or game fixing, you know, all, all of that. And it's not that I think that's going to happen a lot. It's just, it's more actually the opposite where, whenever there's an upset or something weird happens, you have kind of that underlying thing from people where they're like, maybe they did fix it. Like, y- you kind of start to, to lose a little bit of that pristine image with the pros where y- you can just be suspected of it. And there's really nothing worse than being suspected of doing something underhanded or, or deceptive. Um, and knowing you didn't do it, but having no way to prove otherwise. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of unfortunate for the pros, uh, even if there are some other upsides to pickleball betting. Um, and then the other side of that is that it is very tempting, I think, for some pros to match fix when they're kind of on that borderline of, hey, I'm doing this full-time, but I'm not making very much money. Gosh, it would be easy to take a dive in this match that I don't really care about for a significant payday. And it's like, eh. Not only is it easy to do, but it's very temp- it would be very tempting for some people to do I think and uh, despite having a high opinion of the pickleball world in general I think it is going to happen at some point.
0: Yeah, it's inevitable. When money's on the line like that, I think it's it's for sure going to happen. Um, so yeah, that, that's the obvious downside. the The upside, I think, you know, it's just eyeballs, right? That's like what's lacking right now in pickleball mm-hmm. in terms of getting bigger, bigger sponsors like the you know, the Budweiser, Anheuser Busch, Amex. Like those kind of more corporate, corporate sponsors, yeah, yeah, corporate sponsors. It's just yeah, not that's huge the eyeballs sure. aren't there, and yeah, betting will definitely bring more eyeballs because there's a bunch of people out in the world like Johnny Goldberg who just can't, <laughs> 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 who just can't stop. How <laughs> <Well, laughs> to throw a Johnny Goldberg reference in there? That guy, I th- yeah, I mean Goldberg. Or just is a quick Goldberg story, <laughs> uh, you know, because I'd spend, the, I, had, I roomed with that guy in uh, La Habra for the LA Open with with Jocelyn. And talk about a crew, my goodness. Those two wouldn't stop betting on everything. I'm talking the first thing we woke up, Goldberg goes to the window. Yo, Jocelyn, how many red cards do you think are going to pass in the next 45 <laughs> seconds? I'm not kidding. They're betting on this over under. Yeah, over under. I think the over under was like three, and it was definitely under. Uh, so I'm pretty sure Goldberg lost that bet. Like he's lost almost every bet I've <laughs> ever seen him partake in. He just he
1: suggests in. outrageous stuff and will accept either side. So That's just guaranteed to be a losing. And how and how
0: bad how how bad it got was we eventually just started flipping coins and they're betting on hedger or tails for <laughs> for five dollars a flip. It's like what so <laughs> what, stupid? What is wrong with you guys? Oh, so funny though. So yeah yeah, so be- I I don't know. I think I think with betting also that there's there's just so much unregulated in the sport. Mm-hmm. you know there's
1: already a bunch of unregulated stuff that's so wild west in the sport, totally. adding betting to it seems like uh, begging for something bad to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, stuff's gonna happen. I mean, you even think about like, uh, you know. Pa- paddles aren't really checked if it has a stamp on there. Sure, they're going to let you play with it, but they're not really checked at tournaments no, and stuff like no, that. No, so no. that's there's,
1: there's no way for them to. Well, there's no method right now to test paddles at a tournament. So I mean, it can have a stamp and still be illegal, which I don't think is happening right now. No, but I don't either. It could be. It's like it's so wild west that that could be happening.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so it's just that's just one small example. <laughs> uh, another one is uh, doping. Right. Like as money gets bigger, as you know, betting comes in, and you know, just the stakes are higher. People could, yeah. I mean, players could use substances. They can use whatever they want. They can <laughs> use whatever they want. It just doesn't matter. So, um, and who knows if that's happening now or not? I mean, I don't know if the money's good enough to to warrant that right now, but um, it could definitely be happening. And I think so. I just think a lot of stuff needs to be regulated as you know pickleball matures and mm-hmm. and more money comes into the sport and you know
1: maybe this is the natural course maybe you need yeah. some bad stuff to happen before you realize what needs to be fixed i'm here for
0: the bad stuff <laughs> let's go we're all we're all ready for it. <laughs> we got,
1: we're looking forward to seeing what can and will eventually happen uh one side note of the betting is you know overall i mean i'll take it i think it's good for the sport in general just for the eyes and exposure one thing that could be kind of a, a somewhat of a replacement and a little more interesting is more like a uh, fantasy pickleball Right. Yeah. So instead of gambling, fantasy, I mean, you still have some of that same, some of those same problems, but I think they're, they're a little lessened for sure in fantasy. Yeah. Because you need too many results to fall into place. Like one result generally doesn't do as much. Right. Whereas if somebody gambling, throws one you match. can, you can, you can gamble on, you know, a point spread in one match and that yeah. can make some money.
0: No, hundred percent. I think that's, uh, yeah, I would like to see that route, you know, I'd like to see Pickle go that route before they go into like individual, individual match betting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's betting. Uh, next one on the list. So I, I know I heard I read some stuff on pickleball forum that you know people could hear on the live stream at the LA Open the gold medal match. It was, it was Jw and I playing Jocelyn and Morgan Evans, and it was probably it was probably one of the more aggressive uh, crowds. You know, spearheaded by Warnick of mm. course and. And his sidekick Goldberg.
1: I love how Warnick and Goldberg just play off of each other. Oh. like <laughs> they go back and forth. They'll usually bet on re- like opposing sides so they can like yep. go at each other a little bit. And I mean, on one hand, sure, if you're playing, it, it can be a little, little much. But I think it's hilarious if you're on the sidelines, and even if you're playing, you got to find some humor in it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's no. pretty great. I
0: mean, I think they were be- they were for sure betting on if I would like chest bump. J Dub, <laughs> like that was the whole, like even we like like
1: in Atlanta, there was the it, there was, <laughs> oh gosh, this is so great, uh, not a uh, chest bump for you for uh for Atlanta, Riley and Tyson were playing, I think it was Pat and Jay and there was an over under on the number of butt taps. Uh, Tyson would give to Riley. I, like I think that. the over/under was two point five. Oh, I expected way higher. The total for the match was three, <laughs> but if Riley did it to Tyson, it was worth two. I like that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they they just bet on stupid stuff like that. It's just hilarious. Yeah.
0: No. So, so he, it was. It was one of the first times that I've seen like aggression as a points going on, or not aggression, but just like yeah, there's definitely been
1: loud comments after, before you know stuff that you'd hear after the point and be like either that's funny or you know it's a little um, more unsettling sometimes. You know they (laughs) they can say some stuff that might get certain players riled up, Uh, but yeah, you know like. During the point, it's different from tennis and golf, right? Tennis and yeah. golf, you would never do that during a swing. You could yeah. never do that during a tennis point. Whereas, you know, you got football, basketball, it's constant noise. So you have right. these two kind of dichotomies, and there's not really uh, an, an in-between. It's either you're you're all in on it or there's yeah. nothing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think, uh, yeah, I, it didn't bother J-Dub and I very much. Sure, it got a little annoying and stuff because during timeouts, like, I'm trying to talk to them, and they're just like, Yo, touch, <laughs> touch, Jada. <J-Dub. laughs> <laughs> Please stop telling me to touch my partner. Because <laughs> I'm sure that was a side bet. Bump. <laughs> um,
1: what I think might actually be a little bit of middle ground. So there's there is some middle ground. I think like the U.S. Open in tennis strikes a good balance. Yeah, Wimbledon. It's like dead quiet. It's like a, it's right. like golf. And right. I think that's a little eerie, actually. Yeah. Uh, maybe it would be a little much if it was like unlimited noise. You know, during every point, or I mean, you can scream as loud as you want. If it's sudden and it's loud while you're trying to hit a shot, that can be startling and that's not pleasant. Uh, whereas the U.S. Open, I think, finds a good balance where they're, they're pretty pretty loud. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much stuff they're actually saying, but, I mean, it's more a personal environment in pickleball. But, you know, they're, they're not really constrained. It's just they have some sense of don't be suddenly loud
0: yeah. during the stroke. that's really all i care about yeah that's it I, yeah i'd actually i think it's good for pickleball like you know boisterous More excitement. boisterous More excitement. crowds yeah why not it's 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 not necessarily tennis it's not golf um, it's it's a different sport and i mean i think we are like with the betting it's trying it's still trying to find an identity mm-hmm. so i think i'm all for it until yeah until <laughs> maybe until i lose a match because of somebody's <laughs> no but if it's just if it's just loud the whole time kind of constant just people going mm-hmm. i kind of i'm, a, that, I'm that able to tune fades it Fades into the background yeah like exactly a,
1: a, if somebody's if like a crowd is being loud you, you barely hear it when you're when you're very focused and i think the same thing would happen during a point but you're right it's a sudden thing it's like if, yeah. a, if it's
0: dead quiet and i'm about to hit a shot and they're like yo like yeah, exactly. something no, like that,
1: that that's tough it's it's about being constant you know don't don't accelerate the noise too quickly. Yeah, <laughs> throw s- throw a little engineering in there. If you're at one <laughs> one constant velocity, you're fine. You won't even feel it. Do you know that, Robert? If you're, you're at a constant velocity uh, and velocity, and there's no acceleration, there's no outside forces, you don't even know you're moving.
0: You're a nerd. You're, <laughs> you're, we- you're welcome you're for that fact. Just a dweeb. Uh, but
1: yeah, if, if you accelerate, then hey, you're you're gonna hear it uh, or feel it. So look, yeah, no, no uh, sudden please, shouting. Look at these
0: people on the tracks. There's children on the tracks right now, guys. You just please shouldn't be on the don't. tracks here. I don't want to see. I don't want to see anybody get hit. Anyways. Uh, APP, PPA schedules, A well, yeah, they they're both, both released, right? Yep. Both mm-hmm. released. Um, APP's got 31 on the docket, it looks like. Uh-huh. PPA's uh has got 20. Okay. I mean, that's a lot of pickleball. That is a lot of pickleball. And, of course, there's some overlap, right? Because they're not yeah, going to coordinate their schedules not, together and huh, huh. work together on that. They're going to do their own thing, and there's going to be some overlap on tournaments, which, um, you know, it's an opportunity for, for, you know, for some other players to go you know get on a podium and medal and for sure. earn some money so i think it's a good thing um and i think still for like the bigger tournaments you're going to get everybody there it's yeah. still going to yeah, be a for sure. g- great draw um so pers-
1: yeah personally i'd say like more tournaments are great two tours is even great just because like you said the players that you know don't medal very often and say ppa tournaments where everyone is kind of there they might medal more in app and that's why i think you've seen some uh, kind of different results at the recent APP tournaments, which will get to, you know, some upsets, some new newcomers, yep. all that stuff, which is great. You know, more people ha- have a feasible option of playing pro tournament pickleball is kind of like their job. Yep. Um, one thing I would say, though, is it can be a little oversaturated to the point where maybe we don't have the number of players to support that. For instance, you yep. know, if you got um, one of the smaller APP tournaments and most of your players are playing a combination of PPA and APP, you're going to see a lot less pros at some of the the lower tier apps, for instance. And yep. That might look a little weird. I it, think, it, like, you yeah. might have some very, like, just completely new players that really aren't very good, but there's just no competition right. there. Um, so, if I were the app, you know, I, I'm sure they kind of thought this out and generally know what they're doing. But if I were them, I probably would have tried to concentrate the tournaments just a little more maybe 25 maybe 20 something around there where a, a couple other tournaments are just a little bit bigger and they don't need quite as many of these few small ones that's also really important i think for their crew you know they have a, a good broadcasting team they do a yeah. good job with the live streaming but you can tell i mean if they have a bunch back-to-back they're gonna get tired like they're it's also some long long days and it's not easy to keep up and you know that a, a good face and a lot of energy yep. for commentating and streaming and all that so you really don't want your production to suffer and and that's what i'd worry about a little bit but hey i guess we'll see what happens
0: and uh, yeah i also worry and we have kind of saw it a little bit uh with the live streams the past couple weekends is you know gold medal match viewership's quite low mm-hmm. you know i think at times less than 100 people watching the stream right um and that's i think that's purely because there's so, there's many. so many tournaments and you know there's the, de- the demand's mm-hmm. just not what it was um kind of when when things kick back off from covid you know everybody's itching to see pickleball and you had really really big live stream numbers
1: when supply is high demand is relatively low yeah
0: so so i think yeah it'll be interesting to see if uh you know if we get more eyeballs i think betting will definitely help so do
1: you want me to nerd out on supply and
0: demand right now oh please don't (laughs) please don't unless you're talking about bitcoin then Then you're in then you're in um yeah so what else we got some unique, some unique stuff on the schedule too. I like to see uh, APPs going to Mexico for a couple weeks, Mexico, back to back. I
1: think they have a Spanish Open, uh, one in France, one yep. in Britain. So international is awesome, and obviously they're not going to be as big because you don't have as many players, right? Uh, and that's you know money wise, it's not going to be as big. Players wise, it's not going to be as big, but it's super cool because yep. you know pros have a, a real possibility of going international if they want to. They have, they can get exposure to different fans over you can there. Go, you can go
0: become the French Open champion. I mean,
1: you sure can. Uh, I mean, hey. So that's definitely very cool. And um, I'm interested to see if the PPA kind of follows suit, either adding one next year or, or subsequently year after or something.
0: Cause PPA's got a big one in what, Canada?
1: Uh, yeah, they, they have Canada, but so they don't is have a major? Uh, Toronto, like a I think, might be a tier two. Okay. So pretty big. Yeah, but yeah, no, very cool on, on both fronts. I think both towards expanding is awesome to see and definitely all around good for the sport.
0: Agreed. So yeah, like you said, with the results, we're gonna get into the results mm-hmm. section here. Mm-hmm. Um, have had it's yeah, it's been it's been kind of cool to see, in my opinion. Yeah. Um,
1: Let's talk about some of the most surprising results. Sure, I'd say my first one is Gridley and and the Unicorn.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, very awkward team to play. Right. Um, so they
1: made winner's final, almost took game one from Adam and Rob. And yep. if they'd done that, I mean, that, they could have been the gold medal match. Yep. So they ended up with bronze, but, uh, some very surprising wins from them. Yep. They, they played, played well. well you got to give yeah. them
0: credit. Um, they're, yeah, they're not a, they're, they're an awkward team to play for sure. Nothing's normal. Uh, some surprising, you know, you know, they both have actually quite fast hands. Uh, so yeah, props, props to the unicorn in Austin. They played, they played great. Um, it's been cool to see Morgan back out there. I was—I didn't play when, you know, I hadn't started pickleball yet when Morgan was kind of, like, playing all the time. Mm-hmm. But it was cool to, you know, get to play him in the gold medal match and... Him and Jocelyn, and they sadly came out on top, but <laughs> it you know, was close. It was, it was very close. close. It was a good match. That's yeah. one of the
1: I didn't watch a lot, but that's one of the ones I did. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Morgan's serve is, is very tricky. He's kind of the originator of that whole spin off the toss and adding some. Yep. And really, the the trouble with is is it's it's tough to read. You know, sometimes it'll go different ways, and it's jumping a lot, and he's kind of using it differently than yep. some of the other players that use that. So
0: it was it was tough to read, mm-hmm. but it's not anymore, Benjamin. Oh yeah. There's yeah, sorry Morgan. I got dial it dialed in now, buddy. <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah, it's just it it either kicks right or it kicks left. And I, it, even in our mixed match we uh it was Vivian and I playing uh Morgan and Michelle Louie, who it's also good to see her back out playing. I think she was uh, somebody Is said it Louie, not Lou? I I don't know. L I U, I don't pretty sure that's on Blast right now. No, 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 it's L U I I'm pretty sure. Really? I still think that's Lou. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> we'll we'll find out. But it was good to see her. I think she's been in med school, so she's out in the courts again, which is cool to see. Awesome. But is she a lefty? She's a lefty, yeah. More lefty girls would be fun to
1: see. It'd More lefty really? guys would be fun to yeah. see. More lefties in general. More Absolutely. Uh,
0: but so what What I was doing as Morgan was serving, this is probably really poor etiquette, but he was a champ about it and didn't like call me out. Uh, and then I talked to Rob Davis and after the match, he showed me another way to do this. But I was basically, as he was setting up his serve, I would tell, I would yell at Vivian... Uh, bounce left or bounce right based on how he was setting up <laughs> I knew, so he's like literally in the surface. so I'm like Vivian bounce left <laughs> that's awesome just man. as he's surfing
1: just like a full on just sur- like just a panic scream army general shout <laughs> at your at your at your uh, unit. And like, it's going left it's going right. It's like as he's trying to serve. And it's then it was hysterical. So, it
0: was so comical. After I'm guessing
1: Rob had a had a better etiquette way of doing it. like Rob a just six. Rob just pointed. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> you makes pointed that left makes or right. a lot of sense. That, that's so on brand for you, and uh, so on brand for Rob. It is. It's like I'm gonna it? shout which way it's going. Rob's like, yeah, I'm gonna point which way just, it's going. I'm just
0: gonna panic shout and yell as <laughs> loud as I can. A Rob panic <laughs> shout.
1: Uh, Rob Nunnery, that is. Oh, so good. <laughs>
0: so yeah. It's, it's, Fun results. Uh, wh- what else did we have? Any- uh,
1: I think uh, Leia got a triple crown. That was pretty cool to see. I, d- I oh, yeah. didn't um, expect that going into. Was was that Indy? I think it was Indy, right? That
0: was Indy, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Her and so J Dub got gold, which was cool to see. Like uh-huh. J Dub's. playing well. Uh-huh. He's uh, you know, he did well in singles yesterday. Uh, just fell to Gabe in the gold medal. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean that's that's the best singles I've seen J Dub play. So he's on he's on the on the come up for sure, and then doubles is getting much better. He's playing more aggressive, getting a little bit better attacks. So cool to see. Yeah,
1: cool from him. Cool from Leia. Um, Gabe winning the singles, uh, slightly surprising, but I guess he was the two seed. I think that's his first kind of big win. Yep. Uh You're missing a couple of this in your singles players, but beating Jay, who I think is probably ranked third in my eyes. Yep. Um, that's pretty good. And, you know, he's really clocking the ball, especially with that backhand rolling it pretty well. I just watched a little bit, but the, the uh, action he's getting on the ball and pace and spin is pretty nasty, especially with the backhand. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting strategy from him, too. He, he likes to drive the ball, like, at your body in the middle of the court just to get another opportunity, which you don't see a lot, but he does it pretty well because he's like, hey, no matter what you do with this next ball, I'm still going to get to it. Yeah. So I mean, he's, <laughs> he's got just a freaky he's, fast. Yeah,
0: he's got a good combination of being able to rip it hard, but also chase balls down. Mm-hmm. So, best of both worlds. But yeah, good results. Um, anything else we got on the results end? Uh any more surprising ones. So we had Indy, LA,
1: SoCal. Robert, you know, you're really close. Made made a final. Yeah. Very close. You'll get it.
0: Oh no, I what I have? I had two two finals? One with J Dub? Yeah, one with J Dub, the other with Cassidy, right? Oh and then No, you played with Adam, didn't you? Yeah, I got yeah. That was Cincinnati I think before oh. Anyway, so it's 3 th- many 3 finals, Robert. a lot of <laughs> tournaments, but I got yeah, I got 3 finals with 3 different partners uh-huh. and just couldn't win any of them.
1: <laughs> you know what? Uh, uh legend of the game Ryan Ashworth. I I guess you still haven't met him, but he's fantastic. He had like a run for like 2 years where he was getting silver like every tournament. Yeah. It, was, it was crazy. He's just like, "Yep. I'm I'm a silver kind of guy. Just I I can't close." Just but uh, he, <laughs> he eventually broke that streak. But what a guy. can't but wait for him to come
0: back. To maybe the I need to talk to him about how to break this slump. How to break this <laughs> silver nonsense. If you're not first, you're last, Ricky yeah. Bobby. <laughs> yeah, second, first, first place, last place. Uh, mm. Upcoming.
1: Upcoming. We got San Clemente this upcoming weekend. Uh, I'm excited for this, not just because I haven't played a tournament since Atlanta, but also because it's a new venue. It's the same tournament. Uh, kind of what do you call it a chain i guess it's a lifetime, lifetime fitness yeah. like atlanta but uh in this case it's in california which is but even nicer so you know
0: what you're going to get with li- like lifetime There's, it's got a your good lockers
1: product. you got your stadium tennis court with you know making it into pickleball uh plenty of courts nice facility so it's on the I coast wouldn't be surprised this is going to be my favorite facility of the year
0: yeah I've, I've actually never been over there but i'm looking forward to it yeah uh, yeah, are you itching to play or what? Like all, the, all so all you PPA contracted players, <laughs> you guys have just gotta be itching. Like I, right? I just I just right. need a breather. Yeah, you know yeah, I just, just want like to That's a, four in a row for me. I just you need me take a break. break. But you guys uh, gotta be itching, right? Yeah, ready to get back I, out there. I was
1: just talking to Simone recently, and we were just like, "Gosh, I just want to play a tournament right yeah. now." <laughs> just I need to I need to play. It's it's so funny whenever you like you have these players that get addicted to pickleball initially, and they just play and play and play, and they play tournaments. However, they can get their hands on playing, they, they do it. And, uh, you know, that fades eventually to where, you know, you, you practice a little smarter, you practice less, and you're still playing tournaments, but, you know, you don't do a huge streak in them generally. But the funny thing is, as soon as you take a break, it comes back. You it's you like, the, it's oh, really gosh, fun. I miss it so much. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny. <laughs> uh, it's always fun to be thirsty again. So, yeah, San Clemente. Stay thirsty, my friends. Any, any interesting? <laughs> What's <wrong> with you? <laughs> any, any interesting pairings in San Clemente? Interesting pairings. I think uh, the Mixed draw had some interesting ones because uh, Mixed is not on Sunday. We got Callie back. She's playing with, uh, gosh, is it Tyson? I think it's Tyson. Uh, we got Lee Waters with Deckel. Oh um, Anna Lee with Kyle. We've seen that one before, but I uh, haven't seen Lee with Deco before, I don't think. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I think Catherine was with somebody interesting, too. Was it Jay? No, Catherine was this with somebody new, but I don't think it was Jay. Okay. But I think we're you're, you're, you're definitely going to see some interesting mixed results and pairings, because we got at least two or three ones that we either don't see often or haven't seen at all. Uh, mm. Men's doubles, I think, is pretty standard. Uh, yeah, pretty much all the pairings we've seen other than Matt Wright and DJ Young. I think they're playing oh, together. Oh,
0: that's interesting. Uh-huh. To, yeah. uh, to, uh, to what I would call left-side players, it'll be interesting to see what they... Mm. DJ, I, I DJ can play on the right. I wouldn't
1: consider DJ a left-side player necessarily. Like, he's powerful and he reaches in pretty well. Yeah. But uh, I would actually put his dinking... Ability, like moving the ball around and consistency, all that I put his forehand above his backhand actually, mm. and it, he counters hard backhand, so that's also good for the right side. Uh, so I'd expect to see him on the right side only with Matt, and I think that could actually work out pretty well.
0: Interesting. He had, yeah, he's he had a good result this past weekend with uh, Jocelyn. Mm-hmm. So, yep, uh,
1: lost. Uh, gosh, who did they lose to?
0: They lost early then fought back. Uh, who did they lose to?
1: It wasn't Adam and Rob. It was one before them, right? There's
0: just too many results for me. W- oh, it was uh Kohler. Kohler, yeah.
1: Kohler, I don't know who he played with He was player. playing with Dylan. Oh, Kohler and Dylan. There you go. Another uh,
0: yeah, good props to Dylan too. Oh yeah. He's he's playing some good pickleball. Uh, I didn't realize he had been playing for so long, so it's cool to see like how long he's been playing and mm-hmm. finally things to start clicking a little bit. Right,
1: yeah. Good hands. Yeah, for sure. Very quick. Um but yeah, I think uh that does it for San Clemente. Just looking forward to playing again. Um One other upcoming thing is this uh, USAPA qualifier for nationals. It's going to be in Newport Beach the weekend after San Clemente. And I got a bone to pick with the USAPA once again. Nobody knew about this tournament. Nobody. It's like you have a tournament that everyone is playing in San Clemente the weekend before, and you're going up 30 minutes north to play another one that has, you know, $65,000. Everyone would do that. They could have had every pro playing it. Um, They only have, what, nine teams I saw? Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Because they didn't announce it. I was like, I know pickleball news pretty well. Like, it gets around, right? I heard about this tournament two weeks ago. No pro is able to just cancel the plans that they made and just come to this tournament. I'd say a good amount still don't know about it, most likely. If they do, they probably made plans, and very few can cancel them. So... Way to go, guys! Good, uh, good publicity, good announcement, good planning all around.
0: Where did this come from, though? Like, was I it was it actually know. planned the whole year, or nope, was it no, no, just I, popped I up out of nowhere?
1: I don't really know because I I, <laughs> I haven't heard anything about it. Still, I just know it's some USAPA qualifier, which I don't even know how that system works because once again, they don't oh, it's really announce how they're doing. The, so this is a question because I've never
0: played nationals, uh-huh. and like when you come into pickleball, everybody's like, "Oh, you have to qualify for nationals. You have uh-huh, to you have uh-huh. to play these regionals." Um, as a pro, do you actually have to qualify?
1: It's really weird because, like, for the past couple of years, it's been changing, and I haven't had to kind of go through that process because I, I, I medaled in, in nationals for the past three years. So if you medal in whatever, nationals, Yeah, you then you're automatically okay. in for the next one, which is how I did it every year. But that's a other, small percentage of right, pros. Exactly, right, exactly, yeah. So other people, as far as I know uh had to qualify via these regional tournaments which had no money so you'd have pros that are like going to play these regional tournaments and with you have no to play like a
0: five zero, right are you playing five zero? or basically they it's even like have it's, open it's, brackets it's
1: very very low level like it, it's yeah. easy to win them because there's no other pros going there generally it's there's like enough of them where it's it's not saturated at all and you're not making any money it's it's just very strange how they're doing so i think they try to do a new system this year with the whole Uh, golden ticket or whatever they're calling it and these tournaments actually have money now which great you know like uh, more of these 65k tournaments with qualifiers for nationals is great that's the system we need but, but you got to announce it. You got to yeah. tell us, one, how it works, and two, like <laughs> when these tournaments are happening. I don't know when they initially were like, hey, this tournament is happening, but we didn't hear about it until a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah, so. so it's just so fuzzy because, like, now I'm thinking, okay, well, you qualify by getting a gold medal at a qualifier, right? That's mm-hmm. typically what it is. So you got, so pro, like, for this open pro event at Newport, you have to win gold to qualify for nationals. Isn't that technically what it's supposed to be?
1: That's how the the regionals worked. I think this this upcoming one, and maybe you just medal or something like that. Like that, I think they're taking more than. The I love first that we're place. just guessing though. We in are because nobody knows. We're just
0: making it up. <laughs> nice. Uh, so if I if I didn't play any qualifiers or regionals or whatever, and I just wanted to play nationals, which is I, what my plan has been all along, right? I don't know if you will get in. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you just try to register, I'm not sure. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Uh, they could go by rating this year. I think that would be a decent way to do it. You know, if you don't get those qualifiers, then maybe you just have like a five-five. Uh, you know, minimum. Yeah. Because there's not that many 5 5 players. No, that's true. I, th- I think that would be fine if it turns out they, their system doesn't work, which, yeah. was, gosh, that would be shocking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So there's USA Pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, no, we should have said, before we started, we should have just said, uh, you know, respectfully. respectfully or Because after you say respectfully, you can say you whatever, can say you, whatever, whatever want. you want. Yeah. It's allowed. So that was, you know, that was respectfully.
1: Ah, uh, gosh. Uh, do I need to make another disclaimer that, uh, Ranking on the USAPA is is not to anything to do with DUP, Duper. No, (laughs) let me give another disclaimer. Another disclaimer. No, that is our 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 hot take, just plain and simple. Yeah, unsolicited. Uh, Let's move on to the freestyle segment. You know, our favorite segment. This is our favorite segment. (laughs) Because here's the funny thing: when we kind of we have you know our our Google Doc, we have a couple general topics underneath our um, our categories, and. I told Rob, I was like, so I write these down until we get to our next one. I have a lot of content this time, but here's the thing none of them have anything to do with pickleball. Zero. <laughs> all yeah. my content went in the freestyle section.
0: Well, it just so. shows you're a diverse human being, <laughs> it's not all pickleball for you.
1: So I'm going to uh, definitely have to separate some of this because there's too much material. We'll, we'll, we'll do another podcast very soon, but I'll get to some of it uh first thing is i got a message from this gal recently on instagram sorry i forget your name but uh hopefully you're listening she's like you ask you sound a lot like my husband whose name is also ben like you both talk about teslas a lot and food uh she's like what would be really cool is if you guys just like since you travel a lot talk about what food you've liked most in certain cities and you know give us some recommendations for maybe tournament cities and, and that kind of stuff so i was like That sounds a little too structured for me. However, (laughs) I will talk about food sporadically, and uh, hopefully you guys are taking notes. Sporadically? Um, I mean,
0: you talk about food a lot. I do. I really do. (laughs) It's not sporadic.
1: Um, But I think one of my favorite places as a foodie to go is actually Philadelphia, which may be surprising to some people, but they're actually very diverse. Their Chinatown is next to none for me. Mm. Uh, They have my favorite soup dumplings, the Bao, in the world. Uh, The place is called Shanghai One in in Chinatown, and it's so legit, just amazing. The first time I had them, I was like, this is the best food I've ever eaten in my life. Um, And my favorite Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia is Cleavers. Uh, That's a very hot take. I don't think uh, most people don't know Cleavers. And I'd say my favorite place overall in Philadelphia is Reading Terminal Market. I don't know if you've been there, but it's just one of the biggest markets in the U.S. Like it has a bunch of different variety of foods. Uh, like vendors that sell all all sorts of stuff, but the terminal is like basically inside a warehouse, except it's, it's an enormous warehouse. So you have, I don't know, 80 different places, um, doing all sorts of different things. And, uh, I mean, it'll take a couple hours to see everything, (laughs) but that's one of my favorite places. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I love variety have got to have variety, and you got to have ratios. Oh, here we go with the ratios. <laughs> I've actually never
0: actually spent significant time in Philadelphia, so yeah, it sounds it's, like it's I need it. to. it's worth it. It's
1: also historic. Uh, University of Pennsylvania is really cool to see. It's a nice nice place. Um, I mean, you've got to stay out of the bad areas. It's not a super safe city, but I you think right? you're to the right areas. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're good. It's, it's very cool. It's very historic.
0: Uh, a note on Philadelphia, You know, I think they're still trying to heal from... Uh, that game seven loss to the Hawks Ouch. last night, which uh, you know nobody expected that. Nobody expected the Hawks to win in Philadelphia. So I know we don't talk about random sports or basketball. I don't even mm-hmm. follow basketball that much, but
1: I was following a little this year just because of the whole Brooklyn deal. Cause yeah, they all, like my two favorite players to watch. Like I don't watch much basketball, but my favorite players are Harden and Durant. I think Durant's yeah. the best player. Oh, and I don't sick. think it's close. Yeah, he's I so think good. He's just ridiculous. But uh,
0: I follow when the, when any of my Atlanta teams get to <laughs> get to the playoffs and then I become a diehard. But during the season, it's just so much to follow. Yeah, no, it's completely unnecessary. I watch the playoffs and nothing else. So Philadelphia, ah, well I had another note. You, you jogged my memory on something about Philadelphia, but we'll come back. Neither here nor there. Um, my one other food
1: note for now, because we will get to more uh, for recommendations, is in Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, because there's a couple Las Vegas pickleball tournaments. Now, don't all go here, because it's my favorite place. I don't want you guys clogging it up. And making me wait too long, but uh, there's a Korean barbecue place in uh, in Planet Hollywood that is my favorite Korean barbecue, and Korean barbecue is one of my favorite foods. So it's really one of my overall favorite places. And bonus, this is the origin story, origin story of freestyle. I think we did talk about that. We didn't did. We, we yeah, did. In the you, guys so. you guys all remember it's. Uh, it's, it's the uh, origination of the freestyle, so I mean, honestly, every I time I go there, i got to go back.
0: I don't think people have actually, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the intro episode, listen to the intro episode so you actually know how, how all this about. came about. Yeah. It's important. You know, you're missing some context if you don't listen to the intro episode. I think you should just listen to everything from the beginning,
1: because all the episodes are standalone good, I think. <laughs> I Not mean, tooting my own horn, but I think they're pretty fun. No,
0: they're standalone good. <laughs> That's just, <laughs> I stand by that. <laughs> I mean, Yeah, our podcast is great. Actually, you know, just having had the long layoff, people—I've had random people at tournaments just being like, "Hey, who's the next one dropping? What's up? Why aren't we doing this? (laughs) We're waiting." Yeah. So I I just said, "I said, look, it's Ben's fault. You know, I'm here. I've got my podcast coming. I'm always ready, but you know, Benjamin's not here, and I can't do a solo freestyle boy podcast. It's got to be the (laughs) Freestyle Boys. That's right. Um,
1: Let me educate you about tea. All right. I think we've talked about bubble tea or boba tea a number of times." Uh, and tea and uh, bubble tea are are different things. You know, you get milk tea, you get normal tea, but you know, there's, there's different sections. It's, it's very important that you kind of differentiate the two, but there is one tea that crosses over both that I'll take hot as just a plain tea. I'll have it in bubble tea, whatever. And this is also known as Earl Grey tea. Earl Grey is the best flavor overall. It's sophisticated. I feel classier when I drink it. I feel better looking. That's from Morgan Evans' uh, Selkirk commercial. I got that <laughs> from him. He's a funny guy. Um, but I do. It's just a classy drink. It's got the right amount of sweetness, but it's not usually sweetened with sugar. Uh, it's used in a London fog, one mm-hmm. of the coziest drinks there is. Um, slightly earthy, great aroma, good color, and it can be drank with bubble tea too. Like, what does it not have? It's the best tea, all right? So, right? Is,
0: isn't Earl Grey like a classic breakfast tea? Um, is it it breakfast is in tea? some
1: parts, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not like an English breakfast tea. But oh, right. I'm sure they do drink it in England as a breakfast tea, but it's it's definitely very different than classic English breakfast tea. Uh, you know, I got a ton more on this uh, freestyle segment, but we're going to come back to it. Don't worry, there's there's going to be more episodes coming soon. Let's let's, at at least let's talk about va- let's
0: let's at least talk about vanilla real fast. Uh, okay, because okay. You, you I love talking about because vanilla. I was <laughs> talking to you before one of my matches. I don't remember which one it was, and you're like you're like but you're va- you're like just play vanilla. I'm like and usually you know vanilla. If somebody says like you're vanilla. That typically, you know, in common terms means you're plain and boring, uh-huh. right? And that's yeah. kind of what it's known as. Yeah. And which is, okay, don't get me started on vanilla bean because it's it's beautiful, it's it, elegant, it's, it's classy. The it's a superior flavor. <laughs> and it is, so it's like, why it's are we... It's a very versatile word. Why are, we, why are we putting vanilla down like that by saying it's plain and boring when it's actually... Delicious? Uh, it's, beautiful? Yes. Elegant, classic, simple. One of my favorite smells in the whole world. Oh, easily. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, instead of calling somebody vanilla that, like that's and saying they're boring, that actually means you're amazing.
1: Yeah. So, I think it's all about the scale of what you use it on. Like, you can be too vanilla, but there's a certain time where you need to be vanilla, right? So, I remember the first time I really started using vanilla, uh, Adam Stone years ago, actually in here. Like, we're near Encinitas right now, and he asked me uh, after SoCal, and I think it was 2018, maybe 2019, he's like... So, Ben, what do, you, what do you think of me as a player? Like, he was very new on the scene. He's like, What, what do you think I could do better? What, like, how do I get better? I was like, Hmm. Well, the first thing I said was, I don't think you aim. Yes. I Which love the I story. thought was hilarious. I love he the just story. stared at me for a second. He's like, You're right. <laughs> I don't aim. Oh, my gosh. This is revolutionary. But the other thing I said was, and I think this was later, I think we did this two times. I was like, You're, you're pretty vanilla. You're pretty basic. Like, you're pretty easy to read. You don't have much tricky stuff uh and I think he he agreed with that, and he 's gotten a lot more tricky and harder to read um uh, but yeah, it just referred to being predictable essentially he's he's just basic and he was re- very very good at being basic.
0: How do you say the word again what vanilla you say vanilla yeah, I say vanilla. Vanilla? Yeah. It's, it's an I, not an E. I know, but Vanilla. It's vanilla. Vanilla. Have you never noticed that? It's vanilla. It's vanilla. I agree or disagree. <laughs> okay. Whatever,
1: Robert. You can't pronounce Lou, you can't pronounce <laughs> vanilla. Do you need to go back to English school? Vanilla.
0: I wanna I wanna pull from the audience Vanilla. Vanilla. Who doesn't okay. say vanilla? That's how you say it properly. At least how I was raised to say it in Georgia.
1: Yeah. So the other ways I would use vanilla is like when we were talking about it, I was like, use your vanilla attack. When when I refer to a vanilla attack, I mean kind of like your go-to, your most dependable, the one you're best at, because why wouldn't we be best at the one that's most basic, sure. right? To me, that usually means just kind of a flat, plain swing, plenty of power. It's when you're not from below the level of net. It's usually like a, a couple inches above to where you're kind of hitting that flat through the court attack. You can put it in different different spots, but it's not tricky. It's just like, I'm going to hit this hard and low. Yeah. Try to get it back. Um, and I think that's super valuable. Like, you got to have that. My favorite vanilla attack to watch actually is uh, Lucy. So when she hits a forehand attack, especially in mix from the deuce court, it's flat, it's low, it's powerful. She's at full extension. Like, there's so many good things about it. It's like, I... I just don't care that people know it's coming or that it it can come into one or, like, two spots, basically. It's like, it's so good, it doesn't matter. Um, So that's when you got to use, like, your your vanilla stuff. Um, And then I also refer to it meaning, like, playing vanilla, not just a vanilla shot, but if you play vanilla, that means, you know, your your basic, your your go-to game. And I would refer to, whether you're tricky or not, playing your vanilla game style is just what you do most comfortably. And that's what I usually recommend to anybody that is kind of, not the underdog. Yep. If you play your game, the impetus is on your opponent, right? Like they got to respond to you. There's no reason to change your game other than maybe some minute strategies against certain teams. Sure. Because the, you know, the pressure's on them. So, like when I was talking to you, I was like I think you're better than this team, just play what you're best at and don't worry about much else and, you know, that's your vanilla yep. game style.
0: Got it. Yeah, I hadn't heard Really that the only that's time I use
1: it derogatorily is I'm like you are overly vanilla. You're too vanilla. Sure. You're too strong vanilla.
0: Yeah, i got it. <laughs> but can you be too strong vanilla? I mean, I think Adam got better after he was less vanilla. Yeah, that's true. Adam <laughs> Boy Stone, I almost got kicked out of the SoCal Classic yesterday. Why? Coaching. <laughs> I didn't realize I was coaching. You know, I was like <laughs> on the upper deck, you know, <laughs> and I, you know, I was having a couple IPAs because whatever. I lost. Because uh, whatever, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and I just, you know, J-Dub's my boy, and it's been like, yeah, we've, you know, he's, he's talking more, he's like saying words and stuff. Really? Like using full sentences That's sometimes. He's, like, he's even cracking jokes. Wow. I remember he was talking to, it's <laughs> a good J-Dub story, he was talking to maybe Grant Bond in the, uh, in the player's tent at La Habra, and Grant was excited to play with J-Dub the next uh-huh. week. And Grant was like, oh, we're going to kill it. And then J-Dub just deadpan looks at him and goes... You know, I don't think your sk- I don't think your skill matches your confidence. <laughs> <laughs> like just straight face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so just, good. Just straight face. That's
1: just so good. And the funny thing about that is n- just knowing J Dub as well as I do, which is not super significant, and. Hearing him say that, I don't know if that was a joke or not. <laughs> I don't know. That either, could legit yeah. be just as funny if it wasn't a joke. He'd just be like, "Hey, Grant. I mean, I think your skill doesn't match your <laughs> confidence, and I think you need to know that." Or he's saying it, and it's just plain hilarious because he thinks it's funny. Like, <laughs> it's so good anyway, <laughs> any way, way you put it. I'm oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, J Dub, he's he's blossoming. <laughs> um. Okay, on to hot takes. Yeah, we have, well, to, we'll we get have back to get to, moving. To, yeah. Um, Hot takes. So, the only thing we have for hot takes here is uh, if you saw there was a video post recently about Jill Braverman serving in singles after um, the 15 seconds was called after a timeout. So basically, how the rule works is after you call a timeout, the ref will call call 15 seconds. After the 15 seconds expires, they call the score regardless of where the uh, the players are. Then the server has 10 seconds to serve the ball. What happened was announced 15 seconds, announced the score. Jill waited about. I mean, took her normal service motion to serve and yep. Vivian wasn't there and she got the point. Uh, well, within the rules, um, usually I, I'd say what you see more often is either the player waiting and, and you know, just kind of giving them the full 10 seconds or, you know, letting them know, hey, hurry up. Or saying, just yell, yell, yell at Viv saying, hey, yeah, bitch, yeah, they you call, you they you call you time. yelling at Vi- Vivian, um, calling a timeout, uh, you know, any or even ask the ref a question. You can delay in any number of ways and, and keep the etiquette. Um, on the other hand... In, in jill's position like it rules are rules and you know you're you have a timeouts for reason there are specific length for a reason so if you're going past your timeout, she's well within her rights to uh to serve them all and take the point and uh out of all the times that has happened to me i i think um you know, i'd say it's so it's definitely ha- happened over 10 times where it's been like the score has been called and i had the option to you're serve the it. server yes okay and i did do it once um, because the, the opponent in question had done it multiple times and I was like, you, you, you can't keep doing this. Like yep. that's the rules are the rules. Um, so there's definitely a specific kind of point where there, there can be a reason to do it. So I, I wouldn't really falter for doing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just interesting to see that happen cause you normally don't.
0: Yeah uh i didn't like it <laughs> I, I just you would have like liked it when i did it <laughs> i would have liked it when you did it probably cuz it was warranted it was it, it was think, well warranted i think with viv and jill, and jill i viv's the nicest she's I, I don't even know if it's arguable and she's the nicest <laughs> woman on tour <laughs> and like, you might call jill a little intense yeah a little <laughs> intense dude i get it she's competitive she wants to win um it was 11131 it was 11131 <laughs> uh you know, she was drumming her, and maybe it got Viv fired up because Viv Viv had a chance to win that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just don't, I just don't know, really, of any other players that would do that. Yeah, it's a little odd that would just take that point without question and just serve without any provocation. Without any provocation, like Viv doesn't make bad calls, like she's. She's very nice. generous. She's, she's very she gives generous. You too many. Yes, she does. So I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was warranted. I don't. I didn't think it was super classy. But of course, it was well within you know her right to do it, and she chose yeah, to do it's it. It's not
1: like it can be defended. It's just like, hey, a lot of people aren't really gonna appreciate this, but you're yep. well within your rights to do it. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. You know what it's time for, Robert. Oh, here we go. Croissants. Croissants. Questions of the week. Croissants.
0: Yeah. It's uh, almost okay. as good as your
1: jingle. <laughs> I, I end on a high note and I start on a high note, okay? I wonder, Everybody likes it.
0: I don't, I'm just curious. Should we end the podcast on OK Bye or should we end it on a jingle? I don't know. Maybe we just leave it OK Bye.
1: You don't need to plan it, Just do what feels right.
0: Do what feels right.
1: You know, mm-hmm. one of the best things Adam Stone ever told me, he's got a lot of great quotes. You know, <laughs> like the mixed doubles one, that one was good. Uh, but one of his best ones is, you got to do what feels right. You got to do what feels right. If it doesn't feel right, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a simple yeah, way to live. It, it's a great way to live. <laughs> uh, but anyway, questions of the week um, from Mike. Is the black Franklin paddle that I've been using the same? Uh, yes, Mike, it is. It will feel the same, however, the surface is lasting longer. Um, same thing with the blue one. It's the same, but the surface is also lasting longer. So, rob has been using the blue one. Uh, I've been using the black one. So, you'll probably continue to see us use both of those. Uh, when will it be released? Uh, a couple months. I was told um, late August, I think. Uh, that, bla- that
0: black paddle sexy.
1: It is. It's very I mean, nice. And You know what they all say. Once you go black, <laughs> Jeez. you don't go back. Jeez. Come on, it applies, Robert. Oh, sure, sure. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Uh, also from Mike, when uh, when am I done with school and what will my schedule be like after that? Uh, I'm done with school in the spring. I'll graduate May of 2022 officially. However, my spring schedule will be very light uh, just because of how it kind of worked out. But I'll have a somewhat lighter fall schedule than usual, but still pretty, pretty heavy, uh, like 13 credits. And then spring will be six. Afterwards, I'll be... Um, well, I think I'll be living the pickleball lifestyle unless something changes. I'll, I'll be uh, training more, playing uh, more, maybe teaching a little more, running a couple businesses. I got plenty to do before using my major. And, you know, you can only do this once while you're young, but I can always go back to my major. So, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to use it for a little while.
0: You're going to freestyle hard. I am, exactly you
1: got it i'm gonna travel definitely i want to go to some other countries which i haven't really gotten to do
0: luckily you have a business that can take you there. (sighs) that's right attaboy sure
1: do um also for mike uh he said he likes my commentating and will i do more well mike uh i enjoy commentating too thanks for the compliment if you're commentating
0: it means you're losing though exactly
1: because i was like so irena and i got in the booth in atlanta and i did it for the men's final and she did it for the women's final or something similar i was like Irena, we both lost that day. Like The only reason we're in here is because we lost. So It's kind of a bad, a bad feeling. But, uh, so, I, yes, I do we'd, we'd
0: all like to see you commentate more. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: I guess, on one hand, no, I hope you don't see me in the booth. On the other hand, I do like commentating, and I expect uh, you will see it. I, I, more often, I've commentated on women's matches while I'm kind of waiting, uh, and I think we'll, we'll definitely see that more, at least from the PPA, since they ask me to occasionally. Um, from CJ, uh, general opinion on body shots. Like, out of my belly button? <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> body shots, body shots. Yeah. What's that song? Shots, shots, yeah. shots, shots. Shot. That's,
0: sure, like, that, that, that's, that's, when that's when I lay on the table, right, and you pour vodka in my belly button. <laughs> oh my God. And that <laughs>
1: okay, body shots and pickleball. Okay, Hitting people. Uh, do you get upset about being tagged? I don't know, Robert, do you? I think you I do if it. I hit you.
0: No. No. <laughs> Still, it's my, to this day, my greatest accomplishment. Don't make me go over it again. <laughs> you remember it. I do. I, I don't mind getting tagged. I, I do, I don't like getting hit in the face. That one's not That's very unpleasant. fun. Yeah. Um, um.
1: Really, it hurts your pride more than anything. It's like, gosh, just get out of the way yeah, or well, have better so hands. Slow, just yeah. Be faster. Be faster. Be faster. Uh, no, it's not against etiquette. Is it okay in rec play? I mean, yeah, I still think it is. Just you know, have some decorum. You don't need to take a full swing to try to hit somebody. You don't need to aim at their face. Oh. Chest is the best place anyway. So yeah, have some decorum and in, in, um, in etiquette in rec play, and it's a little more acceptable for sure in tournament play. Uh, the only caveat to that, I think, is don't aim for the face. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Speaking of, uh, you know, a face shot. There was uh, I was uh, I was in La Habra in the tent and it it just something felt right and I just let it go. So I was watching, you know, Don was commenting beside me. I wasn't in the booth or anything. I was just sitting there yeah. as a you know as a bystander. And Jocelyn's p- playing like uh, I don't remember who he was playing. It might have even been singles, but anyways, somebody squares up, cracks the ball, hits, jo- hits Jocelyn square in the eye. I mean the Oof. ball the ball is going to go over the fence. I mean Jocelyn was fine, but. I just go. Good eye, Jocelyn. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dumb. It's so great. How, how perfect! It's like a good dad joke.
1: <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's perfect though,
0: and I love that. So, who asked this question about getting tagged?
1: Uh, his name's CJ. Yeah, you know, you know who doesn't
0: like getting tagged?
1: CJ. CJ. No, he does not like getting hit. Oh, I love. I love when he usually gets usually a that. hat throw, a paddle drop, uh, a raise, arms arm to, to the sky. God, I love uh, it yeah no it's it's very funny uh, I, I do like it when he gets hit of course I don't like losing the point but it's still very funny to yeah. see his reaction <laughs> um, and CJ's last question is what's a typical drilling session so like when I drill with you Robert I guess we do uh, cross court dinks both ways we do some straight up dinks where we attack each other mm-hmm. um, we'll do some half court singles we'll do some mid court stuff some drops some drives from every direction and usually we finish with a little bit of singles
0: that sounds like a great session to me.
1: That's very concise. Way to go, me. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, last question, and we did get a few more questions. You know, I think our questions are increasing rapidly, so we're not going to address all of them. So if you send us one, don't worry. We'll address it next time. Uh, but our last one is from Daniel. Uh, difference between continental, eastern, and semi-western grips. What do we use? Have you always used the same grip? Pros and cons, switching midpoint. Uh, we both use kind of a continental grip. I'd say occasionally I'm a little more eastern than Rob is. Generally, what you get out of that is the more Continental you go, the more flat your is going to be. But the more open your forehand gets, the more towards semi-Western you go, the more you can kind of pancake a bunch of forehands and just slap it down. Backhand tends to pop up more. Uh, eastern and semi... I'd say Eastern is probably optimal for topspin for most people. Uh, it's more of a natural tennis stroke. More of the ladies use kind of that Eastern grip than... Uh, and I think more guys use Continental. I don't often switch during the point, but I'll shift a little bit for certain shots where I have more time. Um and yeah, I've always used the same grip with the exception of like the first 3 months that I played.
0: I need to go more eastern, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, you've got my such uh, a solid backhand, but that forehand. My forehand's a <laughs> liability. Like is. you said, the face is open. I hit I often hit it long yeah. in a quick exchange, so I think I need to move it over a little bit. And gosh, you're just such a quick human being. It's a
1: shame to have one side that's weak. Absolutely if you just agree. could have both sides, gosh, you'd be unbeatable.
0: Unbeatable. Well, I'll work on that today, Benjamin.
1: That's what we're going to go do. Okay, bye. Bye.